listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. With JP, Giselle, and Kyrie, we're here until midnight. Then it's Sports Center all night on 98.7 ESPN. So glad you could join us. We'll be joined by State Senator Jamal Bailey at the bottom of the hour. Uh, it, looking forward to chatting with him. He wrote a letter to the NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell earlier this year talking about inclusion for uh, minorities as far as head coaches and front office. So it'll be interesting to hear his thoughts as uh, that is a subject that just will not go away for the National Football League. Roger Goodell held a conference call on that earlier today. We have uh, Jim Trotter, who had some answers, comments on it, and former Bills GM Doug Watley, who um, is a minority, who was in the front office, and he talks about the situation on inclusion. So that will be part of our discussion tonight. But we'll lead off with this. And, and, and this is our Twitter poll question. At hardest to ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. <laughs> Our Dan Olavsky says, quoting him, he's taking Sam Darnold at quarterback over every young QB that's coming to the NFL the last three years. That's what I said. Dan Olavsky says he's taking Sam Darnold over every young quarterback that's coming to the NFL in the last three years. Do you agree or disagree? Very simple. 1-800-919-3776. Also on Twitter, at Hardesty ESPN, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM. As a matter of fact, also part of Dan Olofsky on the My Sports Update podcast, he was asked, who are you taking between Sam Darnold and Daniel Jones? Sam Darnold. That's an easy answer for me. I think Sam Darnold's one of the most talented guys at that position that has come out with the draft in years. I think anyone that tries to sit here and tell you that they can make an honest evaluation of Sam Darnold is lying. There's absolutely no way. He's had the bottom five offensive line when it comes to pass blocking and run blocking his first two years. He's had change over at coach and offensive coordinator, and they probably have the least talented roster skill position-wise in the NFL over the last two years. You mean to tell me that Lamar Jackson, who's been absolutely remarkable if he got drafted by the Jets, he wins MVP? No. You mean to tell me that if Sam Darnold goes to a team that has a top five run game, similar to the Ravens, and a top five defense, similar to the Ravens, we don't have a very different outlook on Sam Darnold. And so I still believe that Sam Darnold has this uniqueness to his game, this magical sloppiness to his game that is very Big Ben, Tony Romo-esque, that he can do things that you just cannot nor would not coach into a player. Now, that's fascinating from a, a veteran uh, who has been in uh, the National Football League for what? He played like 12 years. For him to have that take on Sam Darnold is fascinating to me. Uh, and, and here's the thing. Look at the young quarterbacks who are in the National Football League right now. Obviously, we're talking about Lamar Jackson, who was mentioned, uh, Watson, Mahomes, uh, you know, there, there's a debate that I saw on Get Up this morning about, you know, even in his own division, is he going to be the best quarterback in the next couple of years in his own division with Tua and some of the other folks who are there? So uh, that's a fascinating question to me. Now, look, I have always felt that Sam Darnold was an excellent quarterback. Now, the things that you are concerned about are real simple. You're concerned about the fact that he has not been healthy. 
we'll take the mono away from last year, but you know, in the, in his first season, he was not healthy. So you, as giant fans would tell you, you love the fact that you've got your quarterback that plays every single game. So availability is key, especially at the quarterback position. I mean, you gotta have your guy, you gotta have your guy there, especially your franchise quarterback. Now, where I will agree with Dan Olavsky is he has not had the best of group around him as far as wide receiver-wise, as far as offensive line-wise, as far as you know running back-wise. Now, having said that, here's how I look at things. How has he dealt with what has been under his control? And what's under his control? being able to read defenses, not turning the football over, not forcing the ball in situations and places where it could be uh, picked or something else can happen, to be able to extend plays. And so for me, where I saw it and was encouraged in his first year, you don't, you didn't see that last season, right? Even when they were winning in the second half of the year when he came back, you still didn't see that consistency from him that you were looking for. Okay, now, listen, he missed with the mono last year, as we know, and obviously he had some injuries as well. But there comes a time where he needs to make that next step. And clearly, this could be that year, right? This could be the year where he takes that next step and you're more solidified and more confident in what you're seeing from him, that he is the guy that can take this Jet team where they need to go. All right? Because, you know, that's that's what they drafted him for. They believe that he is the guy. He's shown flashes. He really has. But has he shown enough that you would say and agree with Dan Olofsky to say that he's going to be he he's better than Lamar Jackson, that he's better than Patrick Mahomes, that he's better than Watson in Houston. I, I, I don't know if I'm ready to make that statement because I just haven't seen it. Now, what Olavsky is saying is true. You put different pieces around him. It makes him a better quarterback. Understood. But there comes a time where your quarterback has got to be able to make his receivers better. There comes a time when your quarterback has to take the next step and do better things and make less turnovers and not have the same situations and struggles that he's had previously. So listen, we know he's 22. We know he's a young guy. We know that he's going to get better. And so the question is going to be, when is it? Now, I'm telling you, this season, <laughs> he's got a heck of a schedule. Even the first couple of weeks, he's got a heck of a schedule. And while the Jets have improved with the offensive line, the offensive line should be better. Uh, the key thing, we've talked about this over and over again. He's really, in a lot of ways, he is really at the mercy of what's happening with Adam Gase. Will Adam Gase be able to tailor an offense for him? Because this is now going to be the second year in this offense. So is he going to be able to tailor an offense for him 
where it brings out the best in what Sam can offer. It brings out the best in his talent. Is that what he's finally doing? Is that going to be what happens this year? You know, so so that's the question for me, and that's the question that Jet fans are waiting to find out. Because look at the difference with Sam Darnold after he reportedly went into the office and spoke to Adam Gase and talked about, hey, these are the things that I like. These are the things that I need to get rolling. These are the things, these are the plays that I'm comfortable with. And of course, you don't just give him all the plays that he's comfortable with. You have to stretch him. You have to give him the confidence that he can move and get better and to roll out and do some other plays. So listen, the biggest thing that we've talked about with, with Sam Donald all the time is, and with the Jet offense last year, especially when they were winning, is, hey, the first 15 plays that they script are outstanding. They just march up and down the field. They march up and down the field like it's okay. Like there's no problem. They just, they do a tremendous job in those situations. Okay. But the issue is what happens when the other team makes the adjustment. That's where Adam Gase has to make his adjustments and get Sam Darnold on the right track. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. At Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. Your reaction to this statement. Dan Olowski, you know, ESPN's analyst, says he's taken Sam Darnold over every young quarterback that's coming to the NFL the last three years. How about that? The last three years. Rob's and Wayne. Rob, you're next on 987 ESPN. Thank you for taking my call. There What's up, Rob? No there is no way that Sam Darnold is better than Lamar Jackson. First of all, Sam Darnold's third down efficiency is one of the worst in the league. Sam Darnold in red zone is one of the worst in the league. Until Sam Darnold could beat a playoff team, a team that's in the playoffs, He's not good. He's not better than Lamar. Lamar Jackson beat Tom Brady. He beat Russell Wilson last year. And I can't remember who else he beat. But there is no way that Sam Darnold even comes close, even carry his jockstrap to say that he's even better than Lamar Jackson. Now, Rob, what Dan is saying uh, is, and, and you make some great points, and I agree with you. But what Dan is saying is that if you put Sam Darnold on the squad that Lamar Jackson's on down in uh, Baltimore. That he would, you would look at him differently because of the talent around him. Do you agree with that? No, I do not. One of the reasons. So you why think he would be? The, so you think he would be the same even with talent around him? Well, one of the things. Well, Lamar Jackson. When you, when you earlier when you were talking about how his rushing, they had one of the best top five in rushing. Well, he was part of the reason. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of times where the, the protection broke down, and he has the ability, even more than Michael Vick, Cunningham, Steve Young. To break to break containment and then to go and, and to get that and, and to convert that third down to keep that defense rested and that's something Sam Darnold cannot do and then also the his and, and the pass efficiency that Lamar Jackson had was on point he won some big games Lamar and and Sam Darnold hasn't you know there's a lot of passes that he missed you know against the against the easy of the Browns and those, and those are the games that even though the Baltimore lost the Browns as well. 
that means it, it, it's, it's black and white between the two players. I don't mean by cutting race. Please don't say that. I'm not, I don't mean that. I'm just – no, there's no way, there's no comparison that Sam Darnold has even come close to Lamar Jackson. No way. All right, Rob. Thanks for checking in. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Look, they're two different players. They two have two different styles. And Lamar Jackson quicker with his legs. There's no question about it. Now, arm strength. Listen, give Lamar Jackson credit because he improved his arm strength from year one to year two. He did. And Dan Olavsky, who's seen more quarterbacks than I have, believes that Sam Donald has a great arm. I think Sam Donald has a really good arm also. But last season. Sam did not extend the plays the way he did the first year. And so I think when you look at, when you look at, uh, Lamar Jackson, he does a great job in, in, in stretching and extending plays. And because he does that, you, you, you defend him differently. So there will be people that he can hit wide open in that scenario because of the fact that you're really, res- you're respecting the dual threat that Lamar Jackson has. So for me right now, I I would give the nod to Lamar Jackson. I would give the nod to Patrick Mahomes, okay? Because these guys have proven you've seen what they've been able to do. Doesn't mean that Sam Donald's not a great quarterback. Doesn't mean that Sam Sam Donald won't be better than them as he gets older and gets more experience. But as of right now, I I have to disagree with Dan respectfully. Sam's at Flatbush. Hey Sam, you're next on ninety eight seven. Hey, what's going on, Uncle? Hey Sam, what's happening? The quarter before me was just, I, I don't want to disrespect him, but I didn't know what he was saying. First of all, I think he said in the call, I'm not hundred sure because it was a little not clear. He said, oh, yeah, Sam was missing wide open throws against the Browns. Sam Donald didn't play against the Browns this year. That's first of all. He had mono. It was the second week of the season. That's mm-hmm. first of all. Second of all, if you try to tell me that you put Sam Donald in Patrick Mahomes' spot with Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, and all these plays and with um, Andy Reid being your coach, you're not going to tell me that he's going to make at least the playoffs, and you're a fool on the radio. I would agree. You would agree? And then you, you, who, who's, who's a good young quarterback? Deshaun Watson? How good, you know how good Deshaun Watson was last year? You know what Deshaun Watson had? He had a thousand yard runner. He had DeAndre Hopkins, who I personally think is the best receiver in the league. You just put it up there, and he makes the catch. The guy has the best hands I've seen in a long time. Then you, mm-hmm. you have um, Stills and Fuller, both on the outside for deep threats. I mean, Hey, who does Sam Donald have? Oh, so he has bad red zone efficiency. You know why he has bad red zone efficiency? Because his only receiver that he, that his only good receiver is just Bobby Anderson. is not a good red zone receiver. He's more like a deep ball receiver. And if you, and if you watch anything after the second half of the season when Sam came back, yes, the first three weeks he was, he was a little rough. Because you know how hard it is. And the rest of the league is in full swing. You, you're not warmed up yet. You just warmed up. Mm-hmm. You didn't do anything for the last four weeks and to get back game speed. And you're nervous about his spleen and everything, and that's why he wasn't running. And yeah, that's why he did that. But you saw, I saw him get the Redskins Raiders. He just he just rolled down the field time and time again, making those 15, 20 yard throws. Those are his plays from 15 to 25 yards. That's his range. We're just unstoppable, swinging one after the next, after the next, after the next, scoring 30 points a game. I, I'm sorry, I think the guy is mad talented, has great accuracy, and yes, so, next year you'll see he'll be moving around more. And and if you and and if you put his arm with, a, with Lamar Jackson's legs, the guy will be the GOAT, greatest of all time. The only reason why Lamar Jackson completes passes is because he has such insane legs and makes up for his not such good arm. So ever says that Lamar Jackson has a better arm than Sam Donald, 
really has no idea what they're talking about. So, but Sam, I mean, what would you like to see? What would you like to see? Because I know you love Sam and you love the Jets. What would you like to, if they play football this year? What needs What needs to improve from Sam to make you, you know, more comfortable with him? Um, stop turning the ball over. That's that was his problem. But that has to do a lot with Adam Gase. He didn't protect him. Larry, yeah. even me and you both knew you have to put more guys in the box against the Patriots. I could have told you that. Yeah. That that when they were doing all that all out blitz, he he wasn't his fault. I don't mm-hmm. even think Tom Brady could have dealt with that. There was like fifty guys running at him. Mm-hmm. I, he 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 had no social distancing that night. He had Patriots <laughs> all over him. Yeah, I felt bad for him that night. That, <laughs> listen, that yeah, Adam Gates got to help him out, or he does bring him to court and to him. <laughs> he does, you know. And and listen, and thanks for the phone call, Sam. Always good talking to you. And listen, once again, talking about Gates, you know, he is so much better. Coaching wise, when he mixes the game plan up. Okay, can we, can we toss it to the back in the flat? Can we, can we do some things where you're not just got your quarterback sitting there trying to throw the ball down the field? Mix the, mix it up. And I, listen, and I'm not saying that this is a, this is not ground and pound. I'm not talking about ground and pound when I say mix it up. What I'm talking about very simply is the versatility of your offense. Don't don't pass on first down all the time. Don't run on first down all the time. Mix it up. Show some variation. And I'm talking about after the first 15 scripted plays. Because once again, he does a great job on the first 15 scripted plays. It's the rest of the plays that you worry about that he gets really conservative and he wants to take these chances down the field. And I'm like, no, roll him out some. Have him on, on first down or second down, roll him out. Make the third down where it's it's not the defense dictating to you what you have to do, but you put the defense on skates. So they're not sure what's happening. They don't know whether you're going to run the ball. If you have third and short, third and four and or less, okay, that's a manageable third down. Don't put him in situations where he's got to be, and that's for any quarterback, but especially a young quarterback, don't put him in situations where it's third and double digits. That's not going to work. So that means your first and second downs have to be on the right. It's got to be understood that you're trying to get the third down manageable. Your goal is to get that third down with two yards or less. If I were a play caller, that's what I'd be looking at. Two yards or less on third down. Because then I have the option. Now you're wondering, I have control. Because that's what is football. Football is, is a battle. It's a battle between the offense and the defense. And if I can dictate to that defense and keep them off stride, I win. And I get to march down the field. I get my offense to stay on the field, which means your offense is sitting on the bench. My defense rests, and I'm in good shape. That's what, if I were a play caller, that's how I would do it. But, you know, I'm not. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. 1-800-919-3776. Trey is in Brooklyn, Texas, and he is next on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Trey. What's up, Larry? Happy to be next. Good, good, good. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. You? I'm doing outstanding. Thank you, sir. And the, and, and the Queen Jeanette? Outst- uh, boy, you know what? She all right. Uh-oh. <laughs> she all right. Uh-oh. She doing great. Uh-oh. She all right. She all right. Uh-oh. <laughs> 
Larry, Larry Hardesty, don't you be sleeping on that couch tonight because I asked you one question now. Nah, no, I'm good. All right, all right. All right, you ready to go to work? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it, Larry. <laughs> all right, so tonight we're we're saluting uh, the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs in New Jersey. The East Orange campus is down on Tremont Avenue in East Orange, New Jersey. We were just talking about veterans, so it was a perfect segue to talk about what the Veterans Affairs are doing. And listen, uh, we know that some of our vets, uh, let's be honest, Trey, they haven't been treated well. Uh, since they've come back, they, we hear about different things that's going on with the veterans and lack of care, lack of respect, lack of a bunch of things with the veterans. And so, listen, they've had their own issues with coronavirus, obviously. Some of them have had uh, injuries and illnesses, respiratory, based on their serving our country, allowing us to be free and sit and chat and laugh and talk the way we are now tonight, Trey. So everybody at the Veteran Affairs Hospital in New Jersey and all around our area and across the world is far as you can hear my voice on 987 ESPN uh, we thank you all the nurses and doctors working on our veterans thank you thank you thank you I would like to second that you know my affinity for the service my father did 20 years in in the United States Army you know the, the big Sarge you know mm-hmm. yep so you know we definitely uh we definitely need to be treating our veterans with the respect that they deserve at all times you know what I'm no saying question. So, no question. Yeah, that really that really touches me, Larry. You know, I don't like that. You know, I don't like it about bad things about the vet, man. They, these guys, and I feed soldiers every day. Yes. And, I, yes. and I'm telling you, these are children asked to do unthinkable things to keep us safe. Mm-hmm. Unthinkable. Larry, you couldn't even fathom it. So what yeah, I'm saying I can, is, yeah, I hear you. If you, see, I hear if, you. you see some, if you see somebody out there that's a retired vet, if they need something, man, it don't take nothing. You know how much a cup of coffee costs from Dunkin' Donuts? Not much. A couple of dollars, man. They, Not uh, much. A couple of dollars. Come on, man. Come on, man. We got to do better. We got to do better by our vet. But that's a whole other story, Larry. We ain't going to get that deep. We yeah, got to do better. Yes, do we better. do. Yes, we, we do. We got to do better. No question. No question about Star- it. Shout out to the big stars. If you oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll be in trouble. that's two of episodes larry come on all right we're gonna we're gonna keep it in brooklyn we're gonna go to interface tonight on atlantic avenue we're gonna shout them out tonight we love everything y'all doing over there helping all these patients coming in going out and not just the covid patients i'm talking about the regular patients too yeah it's true yeah people are just sick you you sick you sick you know we got to take care of all of them COVID Absolutely. to a COVID. We got to take care of all of them. And Interface Medical is doing an amazing job. And so from everybody, from food prep and to, to the orderlies, to the doctors and nurses, we love y'all. Thank y'all so much. Thank you for everything y'all continue to do. And we rep, we, we just really want to rep y'all tonight. So shout out to Interface Medical and, and BK, the borough of King. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, um, Dan Olavsky is smoking the old Bubon. But that's okay. But that's okay. That's okay because I hope he's correct. I hope he's right. Larry, don't you hope he's right? Yeah, it would be nice if he if, if he saw something that we don't see. But I also right. <laughs> but I also agree that we've got to do better by building a team around young things. Yes. No the question. The Bills are getting better. The yeah, Dolphins have gotten exponentially better. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, ain't worried about them uh, them people up there in Boston or whatever. I don't know what they do. We don't care about that. We ain't worried about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still I'm still waiting for Cam Newton to walk in that door like August 31st. What? What? The 1st of September, Larry. You know, I'll trust Belichick, man. You know what I'm saying? I'll trust him. You know what I'm He's slick. Yeah, so, but, I know. You know, but like, like you said, we hope that we can put a team around Sam to where he can be up in the names with the Mahomes and the Lamar Jackson and, 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 names, and, and you know, names of that ilk because mm-hmm. I think his arm is just as good. Yeah, we got to be able to see him. Yeah, we got to be. Able, I want to be able to see him work from a clean pocket, keep him upright, and let him work with the weapons that we put around him. You know, Mims is going to be a good receiver, y'all. I watched him live. Mims mm-hmm. is going to be good. Mims is going to be good. He's big. He is, he's a big receiver. Got big hands. He's a project. He's going to need some work. But if him and Sam can get some chemistry, which is how all great championship teams are built, if they can get that chemistry, they're mm-hmm. going to be a problem. I'm telling you right now, they're going to be a problem. They're, He's, yeah. a, he's good, but he's raw. Mims yeah, is good, yeah. but he is raw. And you just got, you know, we, we can't just depend on him. Herndon got to come and show his thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Other God, other got to, and that's not being healthy. He just got to be on, stay out of trouble and get on the field. Man, Larry, just get on the <laughs> field, bruh. Get on you know. the field. I, I'm going to tell you like this, man. This weekend for the NFL was a huge black eye, man. Good God. Yeah, it was. It really was. I mean, it, it really it, was. Yeah, man. We, we, I mean, we answered all stereotypes this weekend, didn't yeah, we? Nice games and guns and come on, man. Let's let's get it together, people. We in yeah. a damn pandemic, man. Y'all ain't supposed to be doing nothing like that. Really? Not supposed to be out. We got to <laughs> yeah, do better. We gotta, you, y'all, y'all not even up here in New York doing that. I know. I know. Scary. It really is scary. Be better. It's good. And, 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 and here's the thing, Trey, and thanks for the phone call, my friend. Here's the thing. It, it makes you wonder about choices, right? Because that's what it's about. It's about choices. It's about why would you put yourself in that position? Why would you allow yourself to be in that position? Allegedly, if, if everything we hear, allegedly, if it's true, why do you? Why would you put yourself in that position to be at a place where you where something could happen like that? You have to realize, you know. And and sometimes it's bad judgment. We all make mistakes. Got it. But you know, there's some mistakes that you really have to watch. Okay, you really, really have to be careful. You got to really think. Take a moment and understand. Don't look for the second. Try to try to look past your nose on some of these situations. Okay, and once again, we've all made mistakes, but some things can be avoided if you just say, you know what? There's something in the back of my mind that says, "Ah, I don't know if I should do that. You know what that means? Don't do it. If there's pause, don't do it. And then you don't find yourself in these situations where you you're you're something happens and you happen to be there. And yeah, I know the young people. Oh yeah, you know we gotta be partying. We don't want. How can you just? Oh, you don't want to go to no party. It's not. It's not a matter of me telling you don't go to parties. It's a matter of judgment. Whether you're a member of the National Football League or a pro athlete or a mom or a dad or a kid in college, okay, it's about making sure that you try to make the right choices. And the things that I heard this weekend that happened to these players in the National Football League, allegedly, man, you, you have to really sit and reevaluate who your friends are and who you're listening to. 
You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> 